0: Pickaxe.
1: Hello and welcome to Triforce episode 15? Um, It could oh. be. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're, it is. <laughs> it is.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs>
0: yeah, welcome, you're right. Welcome, friends. Good one. Welcome yeah. back.
1: Hey, welcome to Triforce episode 15, he says with assured confidence. Yeah, yeah.
0: So if you're a regular listener, of course, episode uh, 14, which went out last week now, um, was the infamous one where all of us were very knowledgeable about Brexit and <laughs> Remain, But we're not going to talk about that this week. Yeah. We just had a discussion before we started and we said, you know what? I think we're, we're too advanced in what we know about it. And the average Joe just doesn't understand like they're not on our level sort yeah. of thing. I mean, like Michael so, Gove
1: said, the British people are sick of hearing from experts. So we're experts. Yeah. We, we're going to shut up about it. We're not going to yeah. talk yeah. About
0: it. Yeah. We're going to talk about other stuff. It like, does feel like
2: um, a big part of the news, but I'm glad we're avoiding it. In other, in, in yes, by the way, about episode numbers, someone did actually uh, donate yeah. when I was streaming and asked me not to call one of the episodes 13. Yeah. Oh yeah. They there. get triggered. Yeah. yeah they're, they're afraid Trisc- of the number 13. I, I sort of said, sure. Sure. Is that what it's called Triska yeah. Triska Decaphobia? Yeah, and um, I forgot and just did it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe. Sure. Yeah, sorry, sorry to that guy um, or girl. Probably guy. Let's be let's be real. So uh, what has Whoa, been What happening? does that
0: mean? Though, what does that mean? Can we just backtrack a bit? What What do you mean by well, that?
2: Um, well, I think it, just if we do a quick straw poll of our audience, yeah. I think a lot of them are gentle, gentlemen, gentlemen.
0: Well, see, this is where I disagree. I think our demographic is definitely eighteen to twenty-one year old, uh, blonde, size eight uh, women. Size right? eight?
1: That sounds tiny.
0: Yeah, yeah it is. I don't yeah, want the.
1: Yeah. I don't want this. No skinny bitches. No, no, no.
2: Well, I mean, they're like, yeah. <laughs> we I guess. want like
1: pammies. We want like thirty-five. To we want size eight and a half
2: year old yeah, yeah. Baywatch X, but I mean, she's not thirty-five. I'm not being 45. funny.
1: I, I'm forty now, right? So 55. Yeah. When I when I see girls that are like hot eighteen-year-olds, I'm thinking yeah. they're too young. They're too young. I mean, I'm an old man now. It's it's yeah. uh, morally questionable. If I would, have I'm anything the total to add opposite. To I mean,
0: I'm almost as old as you, and I don't think that at all. I'm like hey baby, what's up? <laughs> I mean, I don't, In my mind, I say that obviously in my mind. I mean, I would never, I would never articulate that out outwards because, you know, I'm a horrible recluse and, you know, I feel uncomfortable around other human beings, but yeah. uh, in my mind, I'm like fucking Casanova. Like I'm, you know, of course. you know, I'm, I'm hitting it. I mean, what uh, I'm saying is,
1: I, I'm not, I'm not one of those. I'm not into grannies. You know what I mean? I'm not like, no, I'm not into grannies. No, but I'm saying, like, no. I, I think if you can't appreciate a woman in her 30s or 40s, I think you're looking at them the whole wrong way. And uh, I think beauty is not just about being a hot 18 year old nymphomaniac. You know, I'm saying that there are other. Flavors to the yeah, ladies. It's not all
0: about that, but in some ways, it is kind of about that at
2: the same time.
1: <laughs> because sexuality is you know. very fluid. Yes,
2: really.
0: yeah.
1: you can
2: be attracted to all sorts of things. It is if I'm, yeah. if
1: I'm feeling uh, ponies, like very fluid. A little.
0: I mean, at the very end of that spectrum, there's the the guys that are attracted to feeding um, their. Their loved ones, you know, like twenty happy meals from McDonald's Chubby every chases. day. Yeah, the and feeders keepin', and keep, uh, keeping them big. Yeah, yeah. That that and that's not cool. That's not cool. sanding down like their like leathery, <laughs> chafed
1: skin <laughs> fragments and stuff. Like <laughs> it's a, it's like uh, yeah. you know you know the way you know the way women they, when they make foie gras they, they force feed those, oh no, those ducks please stop. or whatever. I'm wondering if yeah, they're, well, they're force feeding the ladies to make them the sexual equivalent of foie gras.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, no, because they sit around, Lewis They can't get, they can't, they can't. They're not mobile, right? Because they <laughs> they're fed so much, so their skin chafes big time and gets like all like uh, hard and leathery in spots. And oh um, it's really important to like with it with a like a huge nail file. You have to like sand I it really down need a bit to
2: just stop you f- f- keep on top. Feel going down this path. It's it's cool. Whatever you're into. Yeah. keep it to yourself. Um, <laughs> That's a, yeah. you know
1: what that is. That is. It's so funny. That's like the typical response that people have when they talk about other people's sex lives. Is they're like, whatever you do in the privacy of your bedroom, don't care about it. But just, just keep it to yourself. It's like I don't yeah. want to hear or see your alternative lifestyle. Just keep, but, keep, but keep it locked again, behind maybe closed we doors. Should. Underground. Go live underground like a mole and just but, live there and do what you no, like and that's and fine by feed me. your girlfriend
0: and have sex with her like a mole or whatever and just just shut up I <laughs> <Just, laughs> don't want to hear
1: it I don't want to no, see it or hear it just I think you completely just build a concrete wrong. bunker and live in there <laughs> and that's yeah. fine by me well how fucking generous thank you I can live in a hole now fine in that like. case let's have a fucking week where we celebrate
2: it let's have chubby chase week right it's like oh it you can can be can't see Gay that Pride month, right? it's not and chubby it chase like it's a feeder week. it's a feeder like, well they no, gotta call it nice something we'll nice feeder week right? <laughs> oh they're God. not cool with that We like, will have furries week and then no there already is week. one no it's not official but we'll there have is a week one for everyone okay all and right then th- that way there'll be well, well because look you have to like you know say that you're cool with like these 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 minorities even if you're not what a <laughs> weird thing to say uh, why are we why are we, why are we... <laughs> if,
1: uh, if you dig oh that hole God. any further Lewis you're going to bump into some, uh, some people you've uh, buried yeah, on you're you going to bump to...
0: into a weird mole what man
1: feeding his wife KFC and having
2: sex with her <laughs> I was just saying, where am I going to dig through to? The fucking mole man place. Yeah. A <laughs> m- m- bunch of mole men in a bunker. <laughs> uh,
0: Jesus you Christ. You told us to keep it to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There I was, feeding my wife, KFC, and in popped some guy's head. And some, we weren't expecting to see anyone down here some in the bunker.
1: S- uh, some skinny uh, asshole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Careful. We should have skinny appreciation week as well. Oh, so we should have asshole
0: appreciation week as well. Exactly. We don't yeah. we don't big 'em up nearly enough. Do you, you know? mean
1: people who are assholes or actual physical assholes? The anatomical assholes. Week asshole. one
0: can be for the people, okay. and then week two can be for literally assholes. <laughs> whether they're bleached or like they're just oh naturel or whatever.
1: You know, let's yeah. let's
0: celebrate those things. They work hard. Man, do you know, you know what?
1: I'd like to raise this drink to functioning assholes everywhere. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh. If you're in possession of a functioning asshole, I, I appreciate mine on a daily basis when yeah. I think I need a poop, but I'm not going to panic because I know that my, my bunghole has this covered. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I'm going to get to the toilet. And then he's like, cool, we can do this now. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's an amazing piece of evolution. Imagine where we'd be. It really is. Imagine where we'd be. If we had to shit where we stood constantly, like horses and cows, you'd never get anything done. Oh man, that'd be so awkward. Sex eh? would horses be terrible. The
0: worst too. Horses just just shit anywhere.
2: They just stand there, and it just just comes out. Like it's so weird. Like why do if they do I, that? Well, I I think that if we met like an alien race, okay. There's a good chance they're not just going to be, you know, the Star Trek between five foot eight, six foot two, nice, nice teeth, you know, American accent. That's pretty unlikely. With some
0: purple paint on their face.
2: Yeah, and, and a, a couple Cornish of bumps. Pasty, like super glued to the forehead. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's going to be it's going to be like a horse monster that poops everywhere. And it's going to yeah. just walk around the ship. There's going to be poop everywhere. Like, "Oh my god, what the hell is this?" And they're like, "Yeah, we don't have an asshole. We yeah. just poop all over the fucking place." <laughs> Greetings, humans. Like, how did you How did you get off of the planet? Well, yeah. you know, we we enslaved this minor race who go around cleaning up all the poop and they use it for energy. No, oh, it's like, Jesus. Is, no, I, I, I hope they bring we'll back Star Trek or and and or you can write for know.
1: it, Lewis. That's like some Gene Roddenberry level, level yeah, stuff yeah. right there.
0: Pooping horse monsters. We are the
1: pooping horse people of Horse Poop 14. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like some Futurama level <laughs> garbage. Kirk The
0: Bridge, we have found the Pooping Horse Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Please <that'd> help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> prepare a prepare an away party. All right, hands up who wants to go on the away party to the planet of shitting horsemen? Anyone? Yeah. Spock?
0: No. Spock okay. would be all up for that. Yeah, he'd be, he'd like, be it's, like, "It is me, Captain. This is, is illogical. Poop. I must see these creatures shitting in their natural habitat."
2: Captain, that's my fetish. <laughs> <laughs> we we better have gay horse asshole appreciation week next time. <laughs> Because when I come yeah. back, is this Spock? Yeah. Is that Spock talking? It's me doing Sips's Spock, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a
0: mix of data from time to time, and then it like it sort of transitions back to Spock. But yeah, it's just that sort of robotic, like you know,
2: they make That's decisions based on who's really in every dumb things. Whether yeah. it's yeah, Vulcan or a robot or Borg yeah. or whatever—they get yeah. like they are all—they're not
0: emotional. It the, the key trait is they have no capacity for emotion, so everything is very logical. with it's them. it's really
2: easy so to they- act because they have this permanent sort of straight, sort of slightly, yeah. like, slightly confused or angry look on their face. Do you know the, on which they well, are? When you yeah. really
1: look at those characters, I mean, everybody loves Spock, right, and Data, and they were like two popular characters in the show. But I look at them and I mean, I get why they put them in there, but all they use them for 99% of the time is explaining complicated shit to the viewers by explaining it to the idiot humans that happen to be in charge of the ship. That's literally yeah. their job is their captain's like full speed ahead. And Mr. Data would be like, wait a second captain, because here's a very reasonable scientific reason why we shouldn't do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Data's got it. Yep, yeah. Thanks for the advice. Yeah. All right. Uh, full speed, not half speed ahead. He's like, Looks at Data for approval, Data like winks, gives him a little thumbs up. He's like, sweet. (laughs) You're like, what, just fucking put the robots in charge, for Christ's sake. Data never never fucks up. (laughs) But yeah, but occasionally they got to
0: take one for the team as well. They got to go on those tricky away missions by themselves where they're very emotionally charged. Like, um, like for instance, if they came across a race of aliens who um, really took a lot of delight in slaying unicorns, for example... Um, I mean, Picard would not be the best man for that job, right? He'd get down there and he'd just be like a blubbering mess. He'd be crying because these people would be like hello humans and just like you know, slitting a unicorn's throat or whatever. But you send Data down there and he would just do that stupid fucking facial expression he does, you know, where his sort of like face goes back a bit. Yeah, and his eyes like open a little bit or whatever. Yeah, Peculiar. These people seem to be slaying unicorns. Hmm. And then he has to like check check his receptors or whatever and stuff. But <laughs> he'd be able to, you know, he'd be able to, like, put a, a really good trip report together uh, and present it back to the board and to Picard and stuff in in a fashion where Picard wouldn't get too upset yeah, because maybe. he, of course, loves horses. So, and um, and any sort of um, creature that's related to a horse. So.
1: Like, but the thing is, Data is always going to uphold... <laughs> the fucking first director or the prime directive, right? Data is the the guy. If you program data, don't fuck up the prime directive. He's going to be like, cool. And he's going to have the perfect logic like Spock did. Like these are the guys. If if Starfleet was real, they would never put Kirk in charge of a ship. In a heartbeat, they would say, get Spock. Get Spock. He can do the exploration because he's the guy who's going to meet them and go, it's not logical. We wouldn't do it prime directive you all which makes sense we got to be ch- chill about this we can't fuck with the oh fuck's sake i yeah, mean yeah. i have
2: a real problem with prime directive the vulcans is in star trek okay it's almost like like the, the you know every like the holodeck okay the holodeck is a liability you know it waiting is to yeah Happen. it's it's gone wrong so many times so many people have almost died so many times it's almost like fucking destroy the ship it's yeah. ridiculous okay it's super dangerous and vulcans are the same they're like bullshit like there's always every every sort of seventh or eighth episode, someone there's some medical illness or some bullshit that's going on with someone where they've gone crazy for some reason, and yeah. medical science is is at a loss. Okay, they're like, oh, their brain chemistry is all scrambled. What are we gonna do? We can't the the neural stimulator's not working, and the Vulcan is like, step aside. How about we try a mind melt? It's like, no! Mind melts are universally Now is not trash. the time for a mind melt! Jeez! For fuck's sake, what is it with you guys a fucking mind melt? You're obsessed with them! It's like, yeah. I suggest we try a the, mind melt. No, is that your only fucking suggestion? Yeah. The the Vulcan death grip is kinda
0: bullshit too, because it's just, you know I know I understand that like you could cripple somebody if you have like intricate knowledge on pressure points and stuff like that, but I don't know, like maybe a, like a proper karate chop or like a drop kick or something would have been better for Vulcans.
2: Uh, maybe. Or, or, honestly, like no one has ever got, no no captain has ever gone, oh my God, this man's gone completely crazy. Does anyone know a Vulcan so we could do a mind melt? It's like Or a death how, grip on him to exactly. incapacitate so, him. Yeah. why aren't well, there this like crew of like Vulcan ninjas, like, you know, going around death gripping people? It's, it's mental anyway. Maybe there is. Maybe yeah. I missed that episode. Maybe. Holy shit. Yeah. So, so what, anyway, what else have you guys been doing other than watching Star Trek this week?
0: Well, listen, I got a, I actually thought about this before I came out here to record this with you guys. I do actually have some exciting news from my household. Oh. Um, yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a new kitchen sink tap.
1: Oh, you son of a bitch.
0: It's fucking nice, too. It's one of those ones that goes up really high so you can actually get the kettle like right in the sink under it. And there's still place for lots of dirty plates and stuff to pile up in there. Mm-hmm. And um, the water flow is exceptional. God, I thought you—you I mean, know
1: know—you really built that up, Sips. So I, I well, thought you it, were going to say it feels like a,
0: I'm in a holiday home. We're it's expecting,
1: so, or we won it's, the lottery. It's, it's almost or, extravagant.
0: No, yeah, no, nothing that exciting. But I mean, we've had a, this old kitchen sink tap that was leaking for quite some time, and um, I'm pretty lazy. I never get around to stuff. Right. And then finally, I phoned up the plumber, and I was like, "Are you guys able to come here and fit?" kitchen sink tap and he's like yeah of course so I went and bought one um and then he came down and fit it in like 20 minutes and then when he left I was like fuck I probably could have done that but I was glad that he did it emasculated
1: but happy with the new tap yeah
0: because uh, the thing is he uh, the difference was he left and there wasn't a big mess or a big puddle of water or anything like he put all the stuff back under the sink and, and whatever if it was me there would be big mess um there'd be stuff everywhere and people would, would be mad even at me. I don't even know where to fucking so, start with that.
1: Like, yeah, he, so I'm glad to turn that the I just. water off?
2: Or yeah. I have no idea. Where you to don't know if like, you
1: have to turn the water off to change the tap. What do you unscrew? No, there's like pipes that have, have, have their the own little
0: off. knobs on them, it, like under your sink, and you just turn those yeah. off.
1: If you don't, and it's, it's, like on the tap, like if you if you have, i have. I've actually fitted taps and changed washers, and I can do all that stuff because you all can right. look up how to do it, and it's really not. Like anything involving plumbing, yeah. Like you've got to have the right pressure and the right kind of pipe, and it's got to be the right width. And you've got to have the right, you know, bends in and what. No yeah, way. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's super skilled stuff, obviously. Yeah. But talking about changing a tap, come on now. It's not it's not difficult. You do well, not do in my defense,
0: th- he did come to look at the boiler primarily, uh, and then yeah. it was just like, oh, do you mind fitting this while you're here? And he was like, yeah, okay. So, you know, it was like yeah, a, two yes. two birds with one stone sort of thing. Right, but. You know, if I was really, you know, if I was really sort of gung-ho about fitting a, a kitchen
2: sink tap, I probably could do can it. can you say gung-ho anymore? Why can't you say gung-ho? Uh, why couldn't you say gung-ho? What's wrong Sounds with that? Sounds racist. Gung-ho? Against who? Against, like... The gungs
0: of Manchuria. <laughs> Great <laughs> so offence.
1: Against, uh, against hoes. Uh,
2: well, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It's, sound, you know, it's one of those things that you're not, we're not allowed to say certain things. We're not allowed to call it's it... It's a Chinese, Chinese whispers. It's it the, is? It's the... Yeah. Um,
1: Nice. It's a it's a an Anglicised pronunciation of and forgive me here, Chinese speakers, Gong Ho, which is also <laughs> sometimes Anglicized <laughs> as Kung Ho. I'm trying my best here.
0: There was I'm pretty sure that there was a G.I. Joe figure um named Gung Ho. Let's have so a look. There's that as well.
1: I'm pretty sure there oh. was actually. I think, yeah. I you know, no, did... no, He was the dude, he looked a bit like Blaine from Predator. With the he had yes. the flat hat. Big burly guy, massive yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah. That's no, cool. Real American Is that him? heroes. Yo Joe! Did I you loved ever watch G.I. that? When I was a kid. I mean, this was yeah. the 80s. First appearance in yeah, yeah, 1983. Yeah. That was right in my wheelhouse right there.
0: Yeah, I was three at the time, but I grew into them. I, I had a whole bunch of G.I. Joes by the tender age of six. Wait, I'm sure. dude,
1: I'm about to ruin your appreciation for Gung Ho. Are you ready? Yeah. Gung ho's real name is Etienne R. Lafitte. Oh that doesn't ruin it. That it makes does. him it's it's kinda like Thierry Henri. Yeah, like Etienne R. Lafitte is gonna be like, Je suis Gung Ho, let's go and jump over the top. He's gonna be like, maybe we should go and have a <laughs> cup of coffee first. <laughs> eh les
0: garçons Je suis gung <laughs> <laughs> Allez, gung ho, oui! Avec moi. No, no. He, lo- he lost his French accent and he became more like the guy who cuts himself shaving
1: um, in The Predator. Wait, he's Cajun. He's Cajun. Oh, I see. The good kind of Etienne R. Lafitte. Oh, cool. Etienne
2: R. Lafitte. From New Orleans.
1: Eventually moved to New Orleans, earning a reputation as a bare knuckle brawler and knife fighter. Joined the Marines at age 18 and was the distinguished honor graduate from Marine Corps Recruit Depot Paris Island. He nice. was attended Airborne School, Rekondo School, Marine Ordnance School, Administration School at Camp Johnson, and is a qualified expert in all NATO infantry small arms, most Warsaw Packed Infantry Weapons, and the XM seventy-six grenade launcher. I love the GI Joe
0: lore. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing, and it's not appreciated enough. Like nobody looks back into the into this stuff. Like Sergeant Slaughter, remember him? Mm. And then there was Jinx. There was a, a woman named Jinx, and Lady Jane, and there was Duke, and who else? Um, Which was that the fact guy? That we know all? There's of that. the guy who was the American football player. And I think they called him like the fridge or something. Really? And they made a GI Joe of him. Yeah. I've got he was here
1: GI like, uh, GI Joe online exclusive seven packs. Here's the the G- the assault on Cobra Island squad. Snake Eyes, remember Snake Eyes, yeah, the ninja yeah, he guy? who's He coolest. was blind.
0: He was fucking he cool, man. Holy shit.
1: Recondo. Zap. Ricando. Chuckles. What the fuck? hit and run chuckles i remember chuckles
0: <laughs> i fucking i remember chuckles he had like camo pants and then he had like a
1: beige dress shirt yeah and he had blonde hair and then there's Am I right hit and run you are right and there's a guy just called wetsuit wetsuit and yeah. then here's the they co- almost sound the like transform it's they i do. think the
0: guys who made gi joe made transformers as well I, there has uh, like or, or americanized I, I think, uh, transformers the transformers was
1: mattel yeah. i could be wrong I could be it's wrong. It's all
0: so similar though like the names and like the, I'm pretty sure the voice actors and the cartoons were like pretty much the same like the guy so, who did Starscream I think did Cobra Commander and stuff like. Was
1: there a blind guy? I'm pretty
0: sure there was a lot of crossover there. Oh
1: they were Hasbro. They were also Hasbro. So Transformers was also Hasbro. Holy shit.
0: Oh man. But the uh, the, the, the Cobra
1: shit. team was Dr. Mindbender. And then oh, yeah. it just gets Destro. a bit shit. Range Viper. Alley Viper, there's a guy called Lampreys, a guy called Bat, Night Creeper, and Strato Viper. What was the guy they had?
0: Destro, and then they had that dude, it was like Man at Arms or something. He had like metal arms and an eye patch. I, well, he's he, a bad he guy. man.
1: Had a guy called Man at Arms who was like his buddy, right? But I don't maybe know, maybe that's
0: who I'm thinking of. Man but there was, was definitely a, a GI Joe guy. He had like um he had like a like a cobra shaped helmet I guess like if that makes sense to you but he had an eye patch and a mustache yeah and then he had like two black metal arms um but I can't remember his name now he was, he was you know, are
2: just thinking of like a guy out of Mortal Kombat or whatever um, no all,
0: all the GI Joe guys did sort of look like Mortal Kombat guys yeah like I think there was a lot of inspiration there.
1: No, but, no, um, this was way before. Way before. There was before. a boxer.
0: There was a G.I. Joe. There was a boxer guy in G.I. Joe as well. You had, um, you had Snake Eyes,
1: who was the blind ninja guy. Storm Shadow, who was the white ninja guy. Like his, his costume was white. Cobra Commander, who was, of course, the blue Cobra guy. Destro, yeah. who was the guy with a metal head, I think.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he had the silver head. Yeah. yeah.
1: Scarlet Duke. Uh, Duke. Flint.
0: Stalker, Hawk, yeah.
1: Lady J. Ah, Roadblock. You can't forget Road Roadblock. Block.
0: Yeah, Roadblock. And then they had um, Sewer what? sewer Rat or whatever. Remember that guy? Tunnel uh, Rat.
1: Tunnel Rat, I think How so. He had a really going? huge backpack, but he was good at, was good Dude, at crawling through to sewers toys. and stuff. You know what? I, one of the figures I had when I was a kid was Shipwreck, who was a sailor, and he had a little parrot on his shoulder. And the toy yes. came with a little parrot. Yeah, oh, yeah, so I cool. remember that. I had the base. I had the offshore, um, like, pl- oil platform-looking
0: base. Oh, wow. It had, like, the, the risers and stuff. That, it, that was pretty cool. It had, like, a helicopter landing pad. Shit, there's a- and the then door. Then God damn it! One oh, year, shit. my uh, my grandma bought me this huge helicopter. <laughs>
2: Don't leave me with zips. He's just gone to get the door, and you're telling yeah. me about G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe completely. Well missed it me. was so, for sorry. you guys, it was Action Man, right? You guys had like
0: the Barbie sized.
2: Maybe um, the reason why I'm a puny like millennial like pussy is because I never had G.I. Joe. No, it's right? it probably never, right. So I never got given it. G.I. Joe's. were... maybe thought it was too violent or like. The way know, that
0: the toys were made too, if you had a small screwdriver like um, you know, the ones that you use like um to <laughs> apologies. Like on, on your computer. You know, when you build a computer, you have those small little precision str- screwdriver yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you had one of those handy, you could unscrew a G.I. Joe from their back and take them apart. Mm. And they had like little elastics and stuff to like hold them in place. So you could like swap and change them around. So you could put like Tunnel Rat's pants on like Chuckles's body instead and stuff if you wanted to. But people who did that were like kind of weird and you didn't Chuckles. really... You wanted them to, to just be pure. You didn't want to have like any weird
1: pure Sorry. out of the box Joe. None of this muscle, right. no muscle. None
0: of this, none of this messing around with the with the GI Joes. But yeah, we had um, we had tons of GI Joes when I was smaller, and we used to play with them out in in our front yard. Right, so yeah. we would dig trenches oh, in the yeah. lawn. I got in trouble for it, and we'd have big wars with them and stuff, and it was really fun. God, It was great. Um, and then every every week. Like every Sunday or whatever, everybody would be like super upset because one or two of them would be left in the yard by accident and then they'd <laughs> get run over by the lawnmower yeah. and just like cut into a million pieces. So it just looked like a there's like a horror show out there. that would just be like little limbs and stuff laying all over the all over the freshly cut grass, but then you know you just get some the more. The Cobra again. lawnmower, merciless. <laughs> yeah, they came with like little weapons and everything yeah, too. Did. Fuck, they were such good toys. They, they were, were good. awesome. They
1: were good. The weird thing yeah. about kids shows now, compared to kids shows when I was when I was a kid, is that now the toys seem to come along. If the show is successful, there'll be some toys to go with it. But yeah. it does. It felt like like back then, it was literally an advert. For toys. Like the He-Man show, when you watch it, they were like, Oh, look, it's a new friend. And uh, you know, this guy is now available in stores. They didn't say it in the show, but they may as well yeah, have but, done. It yeah, I, mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, all of these things, all of these new characters they introduce and all of these awful plots they come, it's all just to shift more toys. The thing is, yeah. as a kid. Yeah, it sucks that that they advertise directly to kids like that, but I fucking loved it. And it's not like it was my money. All my parents had to do was say, no, we're not fucking buying you more G.I. Joe toys. You can uh, have a book. And that's up to the (laughs) Do you know what I mean? The parents just have to say no. You can't have the Cobra Island playset. You're gonna have to have a book and a jump. Well, we
0: had to wait for like Christmas. Yeah, exactly. for, for, For big stuff. Like we I like I we barely got anything throughout the year except for like your birthday. Or christmas and then you'd get a couple of like you know big things to tide you over until the next birthday or christmas yeah. sort of thing and that was it but and then as you got older it was games instead right yeah. like i remember i used to get all of the um like the nes and the and the super nintendo final fantasy games Like i would always get one at christmas somehow how old how um, old were you even... when,
1: when you stopped playing with toys because i can remember the occasion very distinctly (laughs) I mean hold on a second hold on a
0: second I never fully stopped though right because I had a brother well I have a brother still but he was six years younger right so as he was coming up he was getting into like Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles and he had all these toys and I was kind of getting to the age where I was like no fuck you know toys (laughs) like I don't want don't (laughs) won't <laughs> me any toys but i'll I'll gladly sit here and like play with them with my right, brother right. sort of thing because they were pr- still kind of
2: sweet cool. actually honestly that's yeah. I can, look, literally i can imagine like you two like sitting there as, as like babies i think it's i imagine people like this little bald baby <laughs> and i imagine <laughs> sitting there as a little balding baby right i can't help it and you guys just sat there like on your ass you know with your legs out in front of you and you just look at the you look at the gi joe and you just said oh i'm i'm too old so I'm, I'm done. done for this. <laughs> I'm done with this shit. Just yeah. like sadly, like miserably. Light yeah. up a cigarette. I think I'm done with toys.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. oh man. And your yeah,
1: first shit. birthday, really disappointed. I thought it asked for I cigarettes in a bottle of cigarettes. I remember scotch. it was
0: like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I remember it was around the time Ren and Stimpy came out. I think that's when I was like sort of getting out of toys right. it was it, Ren and Stimpy came out and people would come over to my house after school and we would God, watch Ren that and Stimpy show
1: was so good man that was yeah so and good. it was
0: and and people would fucking raid my cupboards and eat like all of our snacks and stuff my mom would always get really mad and that's when I knew that I was like transitioning into just like a fucking dope of a teenager right. instead of just being a kid who's stayed home and played with toys or whatever that that's like the that's like the hallmark isn't it when random people start turning up at your house after school and hanging out there until like you know whenever somebody comes to pick them up or they'll get in trouble sort of thing that's 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 the transition period isn't it that's when you're just like no longer a kid you're just like some asshole who's you know always in your parents house and they're just like they can't wait for you to move out sort of thing yeah
1: maybe yeah I I, I was uh, I, I I had uh, some best friends like when I was growing up. Um, one of them, uh, my friend William, who was absolutely my my best friend when I was growing up, and we were we were colossal nerds together, right? And he was he was a kind of an unusual character. I've always had friends who were kind of a bit weird, or maybe people didn't really get them, sort of thing. And it never bothered me that people had strange personal foibles. Uh, his his were multiple. Like for instance, if we were going into town together. Uh, and I'd say, hey, let's take the bus. As I'm getting on the bus, he'd say, ah, I'm going to walk. So I would ride <laughs> nice. into town on the bus <laughs> and meet him in town uh, after he'd walked in. And I'd be like, OK. And uh, we'd go to the shops or whatever. And he'd be like, ah, I'm going to go home. And he'd just sort of go. But it wasn't that he was being unpleasant. He just had no social skills whatsoever. And he uh, yeah. was kind of he was kind of strange like that. But, um, it never bothered me. like we played all kinds of dirty games, played all this loads of spectrum games. We played board games for hours and hours and hours, like really complicated yeah. ones, like Starfleet battles and shit like that. that's like a fucking textbook of rules um and I was at his house one time, and he had loads of toy soldiers I had loads of toy soldiers. And uh, we used to play in his in his garden quite a lot with him because he his, his mum had dug quite deep flower beds. And around the flower beds, it was like an obvious trench. And so you could yeah. set up your troops in that trench without having to dig. It was great. And the pond was like the main central for, You know, we'd have to battle around the pond and everything like that. I remember one time I went around there with my soldiers. And out of nowhere, he just goes like, I don't want to play with toy soldiers anymore. I was like, oh, like I was crushed. I loved playing with the toy soldiers because I, I realized subsequently that that was me wanting to play like tabletop board gaming and miniatures and stuff like that. But I was still there with the soldiers, had my little bag of soldiers that I brought over and he was like, now nah, I'm done. I was like, He
0: just reaches his arm out of like, out of scene. And then, you know, he pulls back some like 14-year-old girl.
1: No, I'm he didn't have soldiers, a girl. No. That was the thing. If it had been a girl, it would have been like, no, I'm into girls now. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, that's cool. That's cooler than soldiers. He was just literally, he didn't want to do it. He just wanted to do something else. I was like, oh, okay. I was crushed.
0: He puts his arm out of scene and pulls in a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> I'm done with soldiers now.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I think, oh, I think man. We, we were probably about 10 or 11. And, uh, we, 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 he's right. right. We, we, I was too old for toy soldiers, but it was subsequent to that. I got into like, um, tabletop gaming and stuff. And he instantly did as well. Like we, we used to play like Warhammer 40 K and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was when I was 11 at school that some of the sixth formers were playing that game and they were like, Oh, do you want to play? And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like they were really cool. And, um, it was great. Fucking love it. I wish I had the space for a massive, I always wanted to have like one of those massive tables that people have and you know you see a picture of it on the internet it's like taking over their whole basement it's just a huge tabletop gaming thing yeah yeah with a <laughs> that comes like
0: later in life though right like yeah. people people become like massive enthusiasts about it or whatever like as as they're a bit older and they have more disposable income yeah, you got the and then they build these massive nerd layers in their basement or whatever yeah, we it had used to um, be a
2: thing with train sets right it used to it used to always be dad's sort of refuge in the basement where he put together his model train set yeah yeah. i guess that'll be replaced by you having a you know gi joe battleground (laughs) no uh,
0: no it's just computer now like you just get a big computer with all your games on it and then well that's me anyway just like sit out here in my dad garage and just fucking
2: play i I remember playing tabletop board games and stuff with with my friends just because i remember we had like a big dining table in my in my dining room um stroke living room, <laughs> which I had in my, cause we lived in a sort of a big bungalow with a big, bit weird sort of place. Anyway. Um, it was, um, it was really nice to just sort of hang out there when it was like hot in summer with my friend and playing Warhammer. And we were both like pretty young, you know, we didn't really follow the rules or know the rules particularly, but we argued over the rules mm. all the time. We, we, it, we, we were just like yelling at the top of our voices at each other yeah. just, like, about, about yeah. like arguing away. And it, we had, it was, it was a wonderful time. I loved it.
0: Yeah, you liked arguing about Warhammer.
2: Gossips, give us your dad basement dreams.
0: Well, I'm in. I'm in it right now. I'm living it right now. Like this is what I do, sort of living thing, the dreams. which is pretty nice. But I remember with it, it, come back to toys and and getting out of toys or whatever. I remember get. I remember getting out of lots of toys, kind of around like eleven or twelve or whatever. And then we sort of all collectively decided that it was no longer cool to play with toys or whatever we had to do other stuff but one thing that we still kept doing like really like for years afterwards up until we were like maybe even like 16 um we, we still played with lego a lot like we'd make these huge huge bases out of lego um and then we'd make like a ball out of lego that we'd throw at each other's bases so you had like a huge base and you had to have like a power core that was like hidden somewhere so Jesus. if they knocked out your power core you were dead, wow. right? Um, and we, because we, all of us had tons of Lego. So we, like, at one point, I think we just combined all of our Lego together. Just had, like, thousands and thousands of pieces of Lego. And we would just sit there, like, it, it always happened if there was just, like, nothing going on, right? Like, if if nobody had money or we just, like, weren't doing something or whatever, we would just sit in our friend's basement and we'd just play fucking Lego forever. It was crazy. It was really fun too, but It was like it was really hush hush too. Like we couldn't go to school and be like, "Yeah, we played Lego for like (laughs) thirty hours this weekend," sort of thing. Like we just, it was, it was just this thing where you'd see your friend on Monday at school or whatever, and you'd just give him that knowing look, but like we never talked about it again.
2: Secret shame buried (laughs) under the ground. Yeah, yeah. It was really fucking fun though. It
0: was awesome, and that's where like we started a, a lot of this fucking weird. You know, chit chatting when you're not really paying attention, and you're just like, you know, making shit out of Lego or whatever, and, and stuff. We would just do that for hours. You hung out with really all the Mo
2: men. They were
0: yeah, it. we were just the like down yeah, men, feeding our girls and just playing feeding Lego, the Lego. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good times. Do you, do you ever wonder Man. if
1: uh, I mean I I don't know if kids still play games that way where they all just play like that kind of really inventive stuff, or if they just go around and play FIFA. And I think it is kind of a shame that as much as I love games, I'd hate to think, like a lot of the games are, I, I still remember them. They're really founding memories that I've made of, of the games that I played and I think the toys that I play with, like sometimes I go to my mum's house and she's still got all my old toys, bless her. So I kind of go and go through these boxes and pull out something I haven't seen for 30 years. And I instantly recognise it, and I remember the games I play with it, and the things that we did. And I kind You've of got to
2: think- remember, P-Flex, when we were kids, we were bored out of our fucking minds. We were. That's right? it. We, we were be- had shit. nothing you like- on the telly, and there would be nothing on the telly, right? Because you'd have it'd be that daytime. You would be able to. There was no Netflix, yeah. nothing to watch, no YouTube, no screens. You didn't have a mobile phone. You had no games. You had shit. You had literally fuck all. You had never I, re-
0: I remember literally playing outside for like twelve hours a day yeah. when I was small. Like it, it would, it be in the summer. It would get dark at like ten o'clock at night or whatever, and you would just be out like right until it got dark. And then your parents would be like, "Okay, everybody, time to come in" or whatever. But that's like all you did because, like Lewis said, it was just fucking nothing to do. We would we play, like, our, yeah. play did, baseball you didn't have any in the video street. games
2: because you got the you know you, you weren't allowed to get them or you only got them like once a once a one day a yeah. week if you rented it from the local video shop or whatever if you were lucky yeah and then you know the rest of the time it was like yeah just fucking entertain yourself and so you just pretty it's much kind of i mean i think we were times were different Pflax got to remember that oh i Very know they different.
1: were different what i'm saying is i want the people the young people of today to suffer as i did because otherwise how is that fair I, I don't
0: it's think not think the yeah. <laughs> it's not fair they're just they're just so fucking of, plugged in nowadays that you know I they think got our imagination everything.
2: was a false symptom of mass boredom though it's a little bit like being put in solitary confinement in prison right like yeah. your mind will start making shit up and creating all these amazing like worlds and yeah. stuff you know, I remember you know a what's,
1: what's amazing is when my kids say how long until we go to so and so and I'll say oh it's like a week they go a week. And it seems to them like <laughs> like the longest time. And I, I think you're right. Going back to the, the whole boredom thing, a lot of the time, I mean, they have to go to school. And I fucking hated going to school when you were sitting in a lesson, just sitting there, just waiting. And as I got older, I started to really like watch the clock and be thinking, oh my God, I just want to go home and play. Or I just want to go yeah. out or go on my bike or be running around and doing something without people telling me to sit down and having to learn about volcanoes and stuff. And that, you know, all the, the kind of stuff you gotta do at school, we just gotta plod through it. And it's literally so much that you want to do as a kid. You've got all the energy in the world. I mean, my kids just never stop. They'll say they're tired and then they'll see something they want to do. And then they'll do that for like four hours, just bounding around, leaping off stuff. And I think you said you were tired two seconds ago. What you meant was you're bored. You're just fucking bored to tears. How desperately sad.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's the way it is, though, like it's just the way that kids are, like they just think that they have no they have no concept of like of time, really, yeah kids. You know, like we, like we went, we went on, on vacation uh, last year and um, we, we took my son to Disneyland. This is like months before we even left. I was like, Hey, guess what? We're going to go to Disneyland. He's like, now? And like, no, <laughs> like we're not going fucking now. Like, it's going to happen in like six months, but we're going. And he's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, it just like, he has no, it, it, yeah. unless it's like Literally splashing him in the face at that second, he's just not interested. Like it's just
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious.
0: But yeah. It's
2: really realistic, I guess. It's really living in the moment. It's a good way to live, really. It's kind of you think so? You know,
1: yeah. It's because like, if, you know, if it was up to my kids, they'd have the same thing for dinner pretty much every night. And they'd have a huge It would dessert. be literally ice cream. Yeah, it would for be dinner. ice cream every night. And then what would yeah. you what do you want to do today? Just play all day. If the world was run like that, Lewis Nothing would ever get done if we didn't plan That's ahead. how
2: Greece and Italy work, right?
1: Yay politics! It's <laughs> a politics joke.
2: Gosh! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>
0: if you're if you're from Greece or from Italy, um, I just want you to know that I don't share the same opinions about you as Lewis um so don't yeah if i see you in like an alley or something or like a back alley <laughs> is that what like you think tap, greek and italian people hang or something. out they all hang out in an alley <laughs> yeah pretty e much <laughs> <laughs> yeah something well, like that, that yeah, anyway
1: that's obviously not greek or italian <laughs> no disrespect
0: meant no no disrespect men. okay that's all i'm saying but um yeah i remember
1: yeah. when we were when we
0: were kids i remember a big problem for us when we were kids because we had to play outside a lot um was the street lights weren't bright enough to be able to catch a baseball or yeah. a football when it was thrown at you so it was like it, it, it got to be a bit of a problem like you know sort of as as the sun was setting <laughs> Just like all of a sudden it's like hey hang on you know the, this guy got a home run but actually it <laughs> wouldn't have really been a home run three hours ago when the sun was out and i could actually see what the fuck was going on sort of thing and that led to like a lot of arguments and stuff too what fun. you
1: try and bring in a a rule that says like, date like as the light goes down, the distance you have well, to hit the ball. is. was like a technicality, up. right?
0: Like, you know, this this guy who never hits home runs would just like you know hit his first home run, and it was because of that. And then everybody would be sitting in the back grumbling away, like, "No, oh, fuck this guy's <laughs> fucking. That's not a real home run." <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: You know know what? That's the weird thing. Kids kids fucking love making up rules. Like they love everything has to be really quite strict i find when they play like I, I you know when my daughters are playing games the rules are so fucking overbearing at times i'm like jesus christ girls give it a break with the rules like you're not I allowed know. to touch this and then this is my one and then you have to come around the side and then you're gonna do this and you can only have two of these and four of these and we're gonna split them up even then you can't come over my side and here's my boundary. it's like shut the fuck up and play <laughs> my son does
0: this thing where he's like all right uh, we're gonna be characters from the show. I'm gonna be like the main character. Like he'll 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 always pick the main character, or he'll pick the bad guy, like the main bad guy, like for for whatever reason. Though th- those are like his go tos. And then he gives me the option. He's like, "What character would you like to be?" And then I'll I'll be like, "Uh, I just want to be, you know, some fucking obscure nerd that like, you know, nobody cares about or something." <laughs> you know, I'll be Chuckles. He's like, "No, dad. No. You can't be Chuckles. You have to be like the right-hand man or or, you know, somebody that he he can like, you know, sort of like control like the game with right. sort of thing." <laughs> like and every time he asks me, I always try to pick like the most obscure asshole character like just to see what his reaction will be it's really funny it's this kind of moment
2: of confusion isn't it when he tries to figure out who that is and he just just says no no he can't be because I don't think he half knows who that is yeah or he's trying to remember it in his head yeah or
0: he just made it up it's really really good uh it's it it's funny it's funny like like playing like games like that with kids and stuff because their reactions are so genuine they're like so funny too because they don't have a filter right yeah. like they just like whatever they're thinking it'll just come out sort of thing so it's like yeah it's it's really excellent
2: God oh my goodness so let's move on to what games you guys have been playing this week what have you guys been playing that's good um, oh man I picked up fallout 4 again I start playing it I I create a new
0: character and I start from the start because I thought Last time I played it, I played it for like 50 hours. I didn't do any quests. I just went around. I dicked around and stuff. So this time I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the main quest line, follow it through. And I'm like getting through it. And I've been enjoying it actually. Like the main quest is pretty cool. Like I like the whole thing with like the Institute and everything and just finding out what's going on. I haven't like read anything about it. So I don't, there's not that many spoilers out there for me about it or whatever. So I'm enjoying it. And um There's a whole bunch of new DLC for it, too. Like, you can make, like, these factories now in your settlements, like, contraptions, like, automate, like, conveyor belts and stuff. Jeez. So I'm going to check that out. And there's some other shit. And there's a couple of, like, sort of quest-based DLCs. And then I think next month there's a DLC coming out where you can manage your own vault. So, like, you get, I guess you get a vault and then you can like recruit people to live in it and you can build them exercise machines and shit like that. Mm. So that looks pretty fun too. Exercise I like all that kind of shit. So yeah, I've been playing that and, um, Overwatch competitive play came out, I guess like yesterday have or you, the day have before. Have you played
1: the competitive stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did all my placement oh, matches wow. and I am rank or rating 51. Wow. So yeah, I'm Congrats. the best. Thanks What does man. that mean? I don't, it's it's on a scale of 1 to 100, so really average, I guess. Slap
1: bang in the middle. No, I guarantee guarantee you that's not average. Like, if you think about Dota, you'd think that, like, for instance, there are some players who are 9k MMR, so you'd think that being 4,500 to 5,000 MMR would be, like, the, the average, but it's not. It's always like a pyramid. Like, most people that play these games fucking suck. And genuinely, when oh. you play with them, you realize. I mean, I
0: would normally put myself in that camp, so right. Like, but I, don't I, think I, I bet gay.
1: you're not. Like a lot, a lot of people play games and are so so bad at them. You, yeah, and they guess. They put thousands of hours in, but they're they're even worse than us, which is amazing yeah. to me. But it does um, happen. So I wouldn't. I don't competitive think competitive play is cool,
0: bad. though. Like it it changes the rules of some of the maps and stuff. So like, oh, yeah. um, you know, like the you know the capture point, like leading into payload maps, sort of thing. Um like in the first round let's say you're defending yeah. right and or oh no say let's say you're attacking okay and you you the other team defends so well that you can't even capture the first point right, at all right, right. right all you have to do um when you're defending is 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 make sure that 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 happens as well but for the attacker all they need to do to win the whole game is capture that first point because oh, wow. you were unable to capture I it like yourself because
1: i was thinking it's yeah. it's fucking stupid when there's no benefit to me like you you need like four overtimes to capture the the, the point or whatever like there, it needs to be it's like saying well we i won four nil in the first leg And you won one nil in the second leg. So it's a tie. It's like, no, it's not a tie. I should be winning by four to one. Like, you know, yeah, that's good. I'm glad they brought that in.
0: It's pretty cool. And then they've introduced this new, almost like in-game currency now. Um, Like every time you play a competitive game or win a competitive game, you get a competitive point, which you can save up a ton of and, and buy like cosmetic shit with. So like Soldier 76 has like a, it costs like 300 competitive points, but it's like a golden gun oh, sick. sort of thing. He, he's, well, he can, is
1: my favorite hero. I love soldiers. He's pretty cool, things. yeah. I like him. So the, just shit like that. But it's it's definitely
0: sort of heading in the right direction. It's it's interesting anyway. It's pretty fun. So I've been playing that a bit. And then Prison Architect as well. Still playing that. It's fun. Enjoy yeah, it. Yeah,
2: I booted that up. I played a little bit of Prison Architect. I think it's um, it's good, isn't it? It's, it's a lot... I, I mean, when you compare it to RimWorld, it feels like RimWorld is... Because is, I, I played RimWorld first. Right. It feels like a, such a slick, much more polished, well-done version of the engine. Playing RimWorld, it's kind of a bit tough, rough around the edges. It is a bit, a lot, yeah. Kind of, it's a little, little bit. A little bit janky. It's,
0: you, can, you can tell RimWorld is still uh, like a very... Well, it's pretty polished, you know, all things considered. But it is still a work in progress. Yeah, you can yeah. tell that they're still yeah, well, going to add a just, lot of yeah, stuff to it. Yeah, the polish
2: is like just a hundred times better on Prison Architect. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I because it's a Steam Summer Sale on, and I picked up a bunch of things to try them out. And I ended up refunding like three or four things because um, they didn't sort of work properly. First of all, I bought Watch Dogs. So I'd never played that, and I wanted to play it. And then I couldn't fucking just—I couldn't get it to run. So I was like, "What? Fuck the this new Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs Two? Yeah." No, not New Watch Dogs. I don't think oh, the New Watch Dogs is out yet. Is I don't even know when it's coming out. No, like... I don't think it's out. But I think it's out fairly soon. I wanted, to, I wanted to play the first one before I... So I might have to rebuy it and try it again. But God, I don't, I'm annoyed about that. And then I bought like a series of kind of um, RPG type. I just fancied like a dungeon crawly roguelike mm. RPG sort of experience for, for yeah. a change. And so I bought a couple of them on Steam and on the Steam sale. And I, oh God, I couldn't... I, I either couldn't get into them or they were a little bit too grindy, but, so, but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy. I spent a weekend like trying out a bunch of different games and, you know, I had, a, I had a good time about it. So, yeah.
0: I feel um, like, um I feel like recently I've been playing games a lot more naturally because like you tend to sort of not do that when you record for YouTube and stuff. Sometimes you're like playing games that you might not necessarily be playing a lot of in your spare time or right, whatever, right. but I feel like, I've got a couple of games now that I'm playing regularly and looking forward to picking back up and playing sort of thing. And I think like having two or three games that you you sort of like, you know, jump around. You need like one really grindy game that's like sort of like your overarching game sort of thing. Yeah. So like for me right now, that's like Overwatch. Something that, you know, the progression's very slow and you just sort of like gather these e-points or whatever as as you play and it's like pretty fun bursty fun or whatever and then like fallout and prison architect are my more like long brewing games where there's like a story developing and stuff like that so it's like yeah i like those as well i like to just like chop and change in between them and then when i'm done with one of them i'm sure something else will just replace them but
2: it's a nice place to be in um, Simon came in this week and was chatting to me after we recorded Whale Lords about how basically he still plays WoW a lot. Yeah, um, do you play? Do you do you, you, you ever play WoW? p flexes. No,
1: but um, every time I play Hearth, um, Hearthstone or any anything involving Battle.net, I log in and and Simon is in World of Warcraft like all the time. And everyone like wow. everyone on my stream goes, "Holy shit!" Simon still plays WoW. like wow, like yes. he plays it a lot. Judging from his Battle.net stuff, so
2: he sits there. Um, puts around levels of alts does quests he likes the world he likes chatting to people in guild chat. he likes doing the fishing that's kind of just his like casual thing, yeah. thing yeah. to do you know, yeah like, so- and I, I think he gets a lot of joy out of it I, I feel i feel like i've managed to shake that bad habit so i i i i, I I did I never thought Wow was like a hugely positive experience in my in <laughs> my life. Um I mean I've got to thank it in a way for you know the way it sort of allowed me to meet up with you guys and stuff. So I mean I I, I can't can I do I do I do feel like I owe Wow but at the same time I feel like I'm glad to not be a crack addict anymore. Right yeah. in a way. Wow, it's a tricky one. I
0: never know what to do when I get back into it. It's a, it's such a huge game. It's It's so so overwhelming. I like I I log into my my whatever my character was that I last played. Open up their bags. They're full, and I'm like, oh fuck! I don't like it's too much. I just have to log (laughs) out. I just just don't know what to do. It's just like there's no organization. I'm not like in the flow with it whatsoever, sort of thing. So like more more often than not like if i come back to play wow i usually just level the character from scratch again just to sort of get back into it yeah. or whatever it's but hard
1: then... to to dip in and out of a game if you if it's that big like yeah. it, like I, I play i mean i play a lot of games like um like for instance if i'm playing a game of civ 5 say i i very rarely go back and load a game even the next day unless it's like a, been an amazing game i very rarely finish them i'll play it up to a point they'll be like Okay, oh, I'm done with this now. I played Civ for five hours and I'll stop. And then yeah. I'll never come back and load that up like a week later, ever. It's, no. just, it's like while the experience is going on and you're doing it day to day, it feels like it's fresh in my mind. But the moment I step away, I have no idea what's going on. It's gone. It's yeah. like And that kind of makes me realize that a lot of the time when I'm playing games, it's just stuff that's happening and I'm re- responding to it, but there's not really anything being embedded in my head Whereas when I play like, for instance, when I play a a multiplayer game, because I'm playing it with other people, the experience embeds itself in my head more because it's like a shared one. And because we're talking and I remember the conversations and stuff like that. So like when I play Dota, there are lots of games of Dota that I still remember really well or plays that, that happen in the game. Whereas with World of Warcraft, I don't really remember... Much other than, I, I seem to remember things like the music I was listening to while I was playing. Like there were certain albums I was listening to at the time. And every time I hear a song or I hear that album, I'll think, oh shit, I remember I was uh, playing World of Warcraft uh, when I heard this for the first time. It's like that yeah. That kind of like a memory trick. Yeah, that, like that like a kind certain of stuff.
2: smell that does stuff. To, yeah, there's, there are certain elements in life that do that. Like the trick that jog your memory from a yeah. specific time and place, you know, when you were doing something.
1: Yeah. But but the well, game itself, just a, it's just so big. There's so much to it. It is.
0: It's a. It's a. It's like a lifestyle game, though, isn't it? It's like it's. It's for a lot of people. It's probably the only game that they play. Yeah. And you know, some people might only play it for an hour a day, and some people might play it for twenty-four hours a day or whatever. But like, it's it, it's so big, and it. When you leave it and you try to come back to it, it's it's really impossible. I guess that's why expansions are quite good, though, because you you're, you're sort of forced to restart because yeah, there's all yeah. this new content. You have to go through it. You have to do all this stuff. And then if you're still really into the game or you want to keep playing, you know, you you you're just there, sort of thing. And it and it's fine. I'm gonna play Legion when it comes out. I'm actually looking forward to it. I don't know how long I'm gonna play it for, but um, it's. You know, it's it's weird that a game could be so old and, you know, been around for such a, w- a long time and I'm still fairly excited to play it from time to time sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I always somehow gravitate back towards it, even if it's just for two or three weeks or whatever. Like, there's definitely things about it that I miss that, like, I don't think will ever come back. You know, like, having a big guild sort of thing and a really, like, active guild chat and, you know, raiding regularly with, with people and stuff. Like, I don't think I'd, I'd ever... I don't know. I don't know if the game is like that so much anymore. I guess it is for some people, but I don't know if it is for us.
2: Like, We've changed. The game's changed. Like It is It is different. The way we experience and enjoy games is different, I think, too. Like, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I have some really good memories in WoW, you know, because obviously everyone everyone has good memories of like playing games as a kid. You know, I remember I used to work on summer holidays in an off-license, um, and I would get to, like, take home... Basically, guys... This is this to all the listeners out there. If you are interested in something, okay, get a job doing that and you'll end up with free that, right? So I, when I worked in an off-license, I got a lot of free booze, okay? Because yeah. it went out of day or whatever. It was getting chucked away. I was like, oh, I'll take it. So I ended up taking like a crate of archers um, home because it was all going out of date. And I literally spent like a whole summer – just in the heat, you know, basically my pants playing WoW with the window open. Like a beautiful sunny day out there, but I'm playing WoW with drinking, just drinking Arches <laughs> yeah. every night till I got fucking wasted. Wake up the next day, you know, going to work, sunny day, come home, play WoW and drink Arches. It was it was a wonderful, happy time of my life. Just a syrupy, peachy, sugary, WoW, fla- wow flavoured mess. Man, I don't know how I climbed out of that hole, Mm. but I did, eventually. I mean, there were some wonderful fucking times uh, playing video games, I remember, like, from my past. Uh, Yeah, it's a really good experience. I think it was
1: EVE Online was the time that I enjoyed a a sort of MMO the most. Like, I did enjoy WoW, but I definitely wasn't in a guild that I liked. Like, they were just convenient because they were about the same level as I was and they were raiding the same things as I was. Like, I didn't... I was... uh, I can't even remember what they were called. They were mainly Danish guys And they were nice enough, but they took it quite seriously, even though they weren't very good at it. And they weren't much sort of fun. You know what I mean? They weren't like, there was very little social chatting and stuff. It was just, we kind of methodically helped each other with quests and it was kind of functional. business. Yeah, it was quite businessy. So I didn't get much of a social side from it. Whereas when I played Eve for like four years, it was entirely just a social thing. And we just had a laugh. Like we'd go on these ops where we'd fly around and we'd all get drunk And one time we did a musical op where we flew around and one guy was playing the trombone, one guy was playing the guitar and I was singing and we did uh, Stairway to Heaven whilst we were flying into battle, right? We were doing like this little over the internet, uh, weird acoustic trombone version of Stairway to Heaven. (laughs) It was the weirdest (laughs) thing, but it was so cool. Like I remember thinking how funny it was. Um, And that that was great. Like that was honestly, that side of it has always been more fun to me than the MMO grind. Like I don't want to just sit on my own but I did when I played WoW. I'd sit there on my own and do it. And I remember thinking, man, this is fucking boring. But I was kind of just zoned out doing it. It was just like a thing you did. Have, sit yeah, like you It did. was
0: weird, though. It was just kind of chill, wasn't it? Yeah. You just like have a movie on or just have some music on or whatever. And you just do this really repetitive thing over and over and over. Yeah. Sort of half pay attention to what was going on. But you kind of knew that like when you were done grinding like that, you would, you know, it would open up the game so that you could do other stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would level up and, and grind through it and stuff like that, knowing that, you know, oh, it'd be cool to get into a raid group, do some raids and, and do that kind of stuff. Or, you know, maybe do some PVP or, or something like that. And it was always like, it always led up to something. and always took a little while, but it was, it was all right. Like, yeah. I didn't mind it so much. But I, I feel like uh, with, I don't the, know. with
1: the raiding, once we started, because I, I did the same thing, like I ground up to level 60 and it yeah, took forever because I fucked it up and I went back and did it with a different character and it was all, it was fine. And, you know, you go and get this bit of gear and you'd be... Like oh I need to get this so I can do that and it was like fine and you'd get your guildmates to help you out like I'm sure there was a quest for mages where you had to do one instance to get something I can't even remember what it was it was like so either something to change your hex. To, from, from a sheep to a turtle or something. I can't even remember, honestly. And I'm sure that oh, yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was just a few things that you do just to sort of, you know, a minor things for your character. And that was fine. But then once we started doing the raiding and you realised that with 40 people and not enough loot for 40 people, you were going to be coming back and doing this exact same instance constantly. Like yeah. and it was hours and it was no fun because it was so stressful and tense because we were rubbish so we wiped constantly and I just I was just at that point I realized that everything I'd been grinding for was actually not much fun and all right it opened it up for me but holy shit I, yeah. I, I quit once once we did molten core a few times and I ne- I didn't get anything. And I realized how much time I had to dedicate to it. I was like, fuck me, this is... And there's always someone who has to leave, but one of the healers like, Oh, go, go. Oh, no, and yeah. Like, oh, and we're
0: and we're it s- was such a chore for people too, yeah. right? Like, after you'd run it a couple of times and everybody knew the fights and stuff, it was, everybody was there. They were just like, well, fuck, we've got to do this again. Like, yeah. got to put myself through this seven hours of Molten Core again. Gil- I'm not going gil- gil- to get anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny, funny mentality, but like, I don't know, we were, you're we younger than then too right like i didn't at the time like i played wow i paid a subscription and everything and you know i wasn't buying games like every day or anything back then it was just like okay i'm gonna play this and then when i'm really sick of it i'll buy something else sort of thing but like it's a bit different now. Yeah, just like, Well, I get games given to me for free a lot now too. So like, I don't appreciate them as much. Like I'll, yeah, play, I'll play a true. game that I haven't paid for and I'll be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like I don't even care about it sort of thing. I like, think
2: you don't value stuff when it's for free though. I think that nah. that was the thing that we had when we were younger, right? If you paid 50 quid for a game or whatever, even if it was a shit game, you would fucking work to get, yeah, to you, extract get every last quid out of that, that. Yeah, definitely. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I think the reason I kind of like games where it's the same game, but it's like a random start, like each time. So every time you restart, you don't feel like you've gone back to square one. You feel like this is just the game. This is what it is. Like, uh, there are lots of games I return to like that. Um, game game yeah. Dev Tycoon is one that for some reason I always come back to. I love really? that. Yeah, I love that game. I don't know why I find it very relaxing. Oh, it feels so repetitive. I've done it as well.
0: I've it played it so many times and come back to it and started really? it yeah. so many times. Yeah. I just really love it. something really weird about it. Yeah.
1: I love the little balls going (laughs) like that. It's just, it's just satisfying to me. like like, uh, Sorry, go on, mate. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say something like, like football manager is the same thing. I come back and I'll manage a different team and it'll be the same, you know, starts in 2015. It's the same thing, but, but so much different stuff happens because of the nature of the game. Uh, It's sort of, it's different every time. I like that. I I like the same with Civ, you know, different start, different, the game's going to play out completely differently. That's one of the the downsides, I think, to Hearts of Iron, which is a game I know we're all playing a lot, is that there is no random map start. And I think until the mods and stuff and the DLC comes in, like we were talking about having a version where nobody's in a faction and nobody's allied and there's no, you know, you'd literally build up diplomacy rather than be like a fixed, uh, okay, Japan always goes to war with Russia or Japan and America can never be friends. You know, you could have a version where everybody's just chill at the start and maybe yeah. started in 1930 or whatever. And then you build up your own politics and see what the AI does. Like maybe Japan and Russia become best buddies and go and conquer America, you know, that kind of thing. I, I would like yeah. to see that rather than the fixed, just, you know, can you change history again? It's like- I don't know. I like the fix though. There's lots of, you know, there's
0: lots of things- that you can do with it, though, you know, like there's there's lots of countries that you can you can turn into something out of nothing, yeah, and 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 really change the course of the war. Like no matter where you are, like I I feel like there is a limit to it, but it would take you a while to to reach oh, that yeah, limit. Yeah. Sort no, of I'm thing. Ju- I'm just thinking like, like, I don't like think longer it's term, too bad. it would
1: be fun to have some other game because yeah. like sort of. I do find myself coming back to games like with uh, RimWorld, for instance. Where you don't know what's going to happen. There's lots of random events and stuff. Or Prison Architect, you can build a different prison. You'll have different prisoners and different problems every time. Whereas I feel like. Well, and
0: Prison Architect, you can try different things too. You know, like you can really. You can. You can. You could almost make like a factory if you really wanted to, you know, like where they could come out directly into like a shower thing and, you know, not even give them a way to leave (laughs) the prison ever sort of thing. You know, like there's all sorts of different shit that you can try in that game. And it sort of caters very well to that, like you know, um, inventiveness, I guess. It's it's really That's the
1: thing about WoW is if you want to level a character, there there is pretty much an optimal way to do everything in that game. Like it's more about, I think the reason people love the new content is because it isn't locked in that this is what you do and this is the order you do it in. And this is the best thing for this. And this is the best thing for that. And I I kind of, uh, I think with WoW, a lot of people are attracted to it because it's fixed and you know what you have to do. And they just like, it's like people that like doing puzzles or coloring in books. You know, it's like you know what you have to do. It's all laid out before you. You just got to complete the task. And some people really take yeah. a lot of satisfaction from that. Whereas I, I like I the feel- randomness, like uh, of stuff like Rimworld and stuff like that, where you have to conquer a different, very changing set of circumstances as as the game goes on.
0: Yeah, it's that it, it's it's definitely different and 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 cool too. Um, Pyrian's comments about the faction thing in um, in Hearts of Iron Four is is off the back of the fact that we've recorded um a a sort of game me Pyrrhon and lewis of hearts of iron 4 which went okay (laughs) i guess (laughs) you'll see it'll be on team double dragon soon-ish i guess um the whole thing is done now um and we're planning on doing another one which we might start tomorrow i'm not sure we'll have to see yeah but um it was fun i enjoyed it anyway i think i think you guys enjoyed it too Um, It was a
1: blast. Yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: It's a fun game. And uh, it's definitely fun multiplayer too. I didn't think it would be so much fun. same
1: here. I didn't think it would be as good, but it it was fantastic.
0: it was really fun. Um, I wanted to say something else as well about... Oh, yeah, about WoW. Sorry, just um, before I forget. Um, The funny thing about WoW and the funny thing about the expansion model, like every time an expansion comes around, I think a lot of the hype for people who have played the game um, you know, since the start or have played it for a very long time and have been around for a couple of expansions at least, I think there's always that hope that you're going to get things back that you've lost along the way in terms of WoW, right? It's a fresh expansion. Everybody is going to get into it. Everybody is going to hopefully really enjoy it and stick around. And then you're going to get your big guild back with regular this and that and do fun shit or whatever. And... It never really does. It never works out. But maybe Legion will be the one. <laughs>
2: maybe <laughs> Legion will be the one to bring them all back. Who knows? I don't know. It's good. It's a good to have like a, a... I always enjoy these moments when we all pitch in. When everyone gets involved and it's like, oh, hey, everyone's playing this game. And like, you know, you just you bump into fucking Xylas out there. Or, you know, you say in Guild Chat, hey, is anyone want to do this? And it's like, you know, you just get together a bunch of random people like you know, like some random people from the office are playing and one of hat films or, you know, someone, you know, from somewhere, you know, some, someone you went at school with and suddenly you're in a little group and you're chatting away. It's, I don't, I don't know. It's like one of those, it's one of these really, it's really nice when everyone's playing the same game, and yeah. we get together and, and have like these it's, it's like kind of everyone's excited everyone's into it everyone's exploring this new world together and sharing it and and not necessarily competing with each other but i think that's always been an element of wow it's always been an element of you know you put the time in you put the effort in and then you can show off to people you know other that's people. it especially
0: yeah. when they used to have all that shit like i remember doing like the paladin uh, epic mount quest which was like a real bollock back in the day because it cost like a lot of gold, which was not as abundant as it is nowadays and stuff. No, and remember like, they had the know, hunter one really as well to, yeah. where you had to do those like stupid kiting.
2: It was, a, it was a, a lot of these were a real fiddle and yeah. they took you, you know, you needed a couple of mates to take out their time to do it with you. Or, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. You needed to like have a lot of resources, which weren't easy to get, you know, you like it wasn't, as As easy as you know back in the day before you could just literally buy gold in the game, which you can now because you just buy a token or whatever and sell it for like ninety thousand gold or whatever so yeah yeah, yeah, you can actually buy gold in the game legit you know before gold you can pay for your before- subscription
0: with it now too. Uh, yeah, I mean,
2: I mean, you can play the game and pay for. You can basically make the game free to play if you um, if you play, play it enough. It enough kind yeah. of thing, which is is a nice mechanic in a way. But yeah, m- I I don't know. I mean, it's the, the Eve ISK mechanic as well, isn't it? That you can pay for your subscription with kind of enough. Is it ISK or, or ISK? With, I always just said I ISK. think
1: everyone says ISK pretty much. But Isk. I can't remember. And so uh, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I
2: feel I feel that it's it's the pa- the social passion is what's exciting for me. You know, I think that's why people like it, and I think that. You know, when people do start dropping off that radar, it's like, well, who am I going to play with now? I think I think that's why some other MMOs don't hold the same allure. Right. It's because none of your friends are playing. Yeah. yeah. If you got a bunch of you together saying, hey, we're going to all play this MMO now, um, you know, there's going to be a bunch of us doing it then. and, And everyone sort of felt like other people were playing it. Yeah. It, it, it's a little bit like Rust, you know, everyone got on board that bandwagon, and then it sort of slowly faded out, and, you know, into a couple of people still doing it, but nothing anywhere near what it was before. No, know, that's it, uh, everybody was into it like tech.
0: solid for like a week or two. And, and I then... think our
2: attention span is, is short. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, that's due to due to us just getting older, I think, and, and having more variety though, you know. I, I love I really I haven't got anything bad to say about it really. I'm I'm it's it's good I look, I'd rather have new expansions than not. I don't think there's a way to return to the old days. And honestly, if we get a bit of if we get a week of cool social activity and like fun and, you know, memorable yeah. times out of it, then fucking cool. You yeah. know, well, I'll remember though from Drenal that what happened was you basically were so salty that you couldn't play on the eu servers you were so mad that you fucking literally made an account on the us servers yeah and played played <laughs> there instead yeah. and well so i could actually will... log in and play so it made so sense So we couldn't at the time. play together which was no. like super annoying um <laughs> yeah. but you didn't really care did you but we and we gave up about the same time as well I think. well yeah like, we you, played for about two weeks
0: didn't we we just like yeah. sort of got got to max level did a couple of dungeons or whatever and then draenor was exciting and and fun at the time but i don't know i think as I far as expansions I think, oh, go do you know i don't what, think though? it's going to be remembered weird. as a great one
2: there is something weird about like that that new thing right where everyone's exploring for the first time and you're like the first there and it's almost like not exactly a race but everyone wants to play on launch day it's yeah. funny how the, the, the something being new has such a shiny sort of attachment to it that makes it somehow everyone sort of thinks it's somehow going to be really way better. I think you can go back to old games like Skyrim or Fallout 4 for the first time or whatever, and they're fucking incredible games or even older games like, you know, Banjo-Kazooie or, you know, Ocarina of Time. You can go back to really old games and, and they're still super fucking good today. Um, Banjo-Kazooie? Hey, I do don't Banjo-Kazooie? even think I ever
0: played Banjo-Kazooie, to be honest. Man,
2: what a great game. Eh. I, don't think, a I don't think game. I'd
1: play that now.
2: You wouldn't play that today. No, no.
1: I, I, I honestly what was, it? I, was that originally a PlayStation game. I think so. Yeah, I, d- oh. I remember I playing I, I, it at I, the time. I, but... I mean,
2: these games are super old. Like they're like twenty years old, literally. Um, yeah, those games. And PlayStation I'm just what, was. Weird, I guess what I'm trying like? to say is that we are we are we are often blinded by the allure of newness um, in our culture. That everyone yeah. thinks that because something is new, it will be some for some reason. Better or and and sometimes you know that's not necessarily the case. No, Um, I guess not. Wow, what a boring (laughs) chat. No, it's not. It's not
0: boring at all. Uh, I'm just man. This is like the
2: segment of the podcast where we like we 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 get serious about games because we games are a huge part of what we what we do and how we what we our lives may have been forever. And also, we know that most
1: of the people watching this play games like uh so i I don't, I don't think it's uh i mean i think sometimes maybe we don't joke around about uh, games as much i don't know why because we all do when we're playing them but when we're talking uh-huh. about them i think it's actually something we know quite a lot about like all of us have played a shitload of games been playing games for years have seen how they changed Have you know we've, we've been a part of a lot of scenes and stuff with you know yeah so i think it, it's actually something we know stuff about and i, I well here's the thing Right, I think that you
2: can have a lot of fun doing anything with friends, right? If you know, if you if you've just got a bunch of you around, and you've got a even like a fucking shit game like Monopoly, you know, it can still be a good laugh if you've got the right people around the table. Um, I guess what I, what I we we play games for a living, and and that's kind of a weird thing. But one of the th- one of the things that I've been doing lately very much is playing the games that I really enjoy. You know, like you said, playing Hearts of Iron, playing Civ, playing certain sort of crappy walking simulators with Duncan, playing like these Minecraft mod packs. I've been playing a lot of the games that I enjoy. What I haven't been doing really is the other sort of, some of the other things that I, I would like to do. So I'd like to, I'd like to sort of, I'd like to play some Warhammer or, or not Warhammer so much, but I'd like, I think one of the things we've looked at is the Judge Dread miniatures game. Oh yeah. And so it's like a kind of gang based thing. You recruit like some ape men or some fatties or whatever. You make a little gang and you kind of, fight with other people's gangs you know you have to paint your models and stuff i want to find a way to to make videos out of that yeah um which i'm really not sure how to do but i really want to do it i want to do another D and D campaign oh i think I'd love that, to that's do that. really fun i love i love that and if you want to be in it i'd love to have you well in that. where, yeah, where would, fun, would it have
1: to be something that you did live
2: yeah it's like in bristol yeah, we'd have to do it we'd have to do it in person that's the difficulty. Okay. i mean if i and, came
1: down like in the summer um yeah. the summer my kids are away for two weeks and there's well, whenever
2: you're thinking
0: of going down, let me know and yeah, we I'll could go do it. that would be awesome because they're, they're away for like okay. two
1: weeks in the summer. and the only thing is the weekend, i need to be back in Bournemouth for just for that one night, and then i'm I've got another week free. So I could even just come down for a bit. we could record a shitload of stuff, like a do a d and d campaign and do all kinds of stuff, and then it's like I it's, could be down for a whole week and do it. I'd fucking. Yeah, love yeah, I think
2: I'd, I'd I'd really enjoy doing so. Like I think that the the we it has to be something that you're interested in though, right? Because I think that with the d and d campaign, I think it has to be, you have to give a shit about like... Are you saying
1: like, I, I, that I'm someone who fails to give a shit a lot of the time? No, the last one we did was was the zombie one, right? And yeah. I think the next one zombies. we should
0: do should be a post-nuclear apocalypse, like kind of like a fallout sort of thing, you know, coming out of a vault and then, you know, just like having an adventure in a wasteland leading up to something. That'd be awesome.
2: Here's the thing with D&D, right? I think it's a little bit like a superhero movie if you're not careful, where you can't die. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's it would ruin it. It's like you, you know you can't watch a Batman film anywhere expecting oh I'm going to die in this bit. Is, is, <laughs> is he going to? Is Superman going to die in this bit? You know that there's another film that he can't die, that he's going to win, that he's going to save the day, and it's so predictable that I can't stand it. Unless you're seven years old. I can't get much pleasure out of, of watching these things and these stories because I read I read so many books I read so much better story that when it comes to these 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 films or shows where it's 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 I, I'm not invested at all I'm like well uh, you know so what he got out of it in an interesting way, but you know, I knew he was going to get out of it somehow. So, you know, it's not, I'm not fucking watching this like as a detective novel. How, how does he get out of this one? I'm watching it as a, I don't know. I have a problem. And so with D and D, I have the same problem. Okay. In that I have a problem where these people do these long campaigns where their characters almost are invulnerable. Um, And I have, I have that because the GM, one of the GM's jobs is to like, you know, balance it. So it's challenging for them. So they feel like they feel like they could die, but, they're never actually going to. And I I know that it's supposed to happen, but I don't like the DD system a lot. Like I've got a lot of problems with the DD system. I have a problem with combat. It's really long. It's too dice rolly People don't know what they're doing. I think that when you get a group together, okay, who know what they're doing, it makes a really good video. The Civ is a good example of this, okay? Because we all play Civ 5 together, and nowadays we don't we all kind of know what we're doing. And as a result, it's quite an enjoyable experience for everyone, right? I think that if we were playing Civ 5 for the first time or whenever we just play a brand new game that we're all still learning right. it suffers a bit from that and i yeah. think the problem with dnd is that when we do dnd in mean, york's quest sometimes if people we have to keep the rules fairly simple because otherwise every time we do something it's like uh can i do this yeah okay i'm gonna do this okay well you need to roll a dex to roll okay what's that well look at your character sheet okay what's what's my dex 16 okay what does that mean <laughs> You need you to roll a d20 with minus four right d20 i mean that pretty much period, so It's, it's incredibly much of a ball ache, okay? Whereas what you need to have is people who know the system well enough to say, hey, shit, okay, I'm going to shoot this guy, roll the dice. The way I think there's things you can do is like you can have a time limit on people's turn. They can only take like 30 seconds or whatever. And But also if people know the system, um, then they're going to fucking be like totally, they're, t- they're almost doing, they're playing the game themselves and the GM is just sort of there on the sidelines. But one of the things we did with the Zombie York's Quest, right, was that, but well, basically, I think it ought to get in, invested in some in a D and D campaign. You need to almost be excited yourself to make a character to understand what the world is you're going into to kind of have a come with some prep. And I think a lot of the time, some of the people we've had on D D, we've said, "Hey, can you come on D and D?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm not going to prepare anything. I want to come at this. I don't. You know, I, I'll, I'll be okay to RP once I'm there. But give me a character." It's like, well, I, I kind of don't want that. I kind of want you to talk to me about how you want, what your character is. I want you to write a little bit of backstory. I want you to have a thing, okay. a, a, a bit of prep. And I think sometimes like, I think that makes it better, right? Because then you're more invested, you're more interested. I think High Rollers are really, I don't know if you've watched any of High Rollers. It's um, the Sunday D&D yeah, stream, yeah, yeah. which Mark Humes runs as a GM. And that's very classic D&D. And it's, 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 it's great um, because all the characters kind of love their, all the guys love their characters and you could tell and they're interested, but I feel like there's no,
1: there should be, there shouldn't be such a safety net underneath so, them. I, mean, yeah. I think what, what you're looking for is more of a Game of Thronesy. Anyone could die in a horrible way at any time. But there's a, some overriding goal that we hope they're going to get to. And if we lose some people along the way, we can replace them with other people. Like maybe a and d campaign that doesn't pull punches. And if the DM rolls a crit and, hey, your wizard just got shot in the face by an arrow, you'll have to have another character. So maybe you could even have people bring multiple characters with them that they can sort of go to if theirs gets killed. So they want to see if they can get there with the character that they, you know, like, before they have to go back to another one, maybe. Something like, but with a bit yeah. more peril involved than the old, Well, me and, you me miraculously and Tom... dodged the dragon breath again.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. This is like, uh, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, um,
0: that's just all my characters basically, because I don't know how to play. So I just I also like...
2: feel like the problem with D and D is everyone's got so much health and heating and revives and recoveries and all this bullshit that, you know, if someone gets stabbed through, you know, by or bitten by a bear, they're like, yeah, you took one wound, you've got 17 left and a shield and a and a health and a renew and a phoenix down and all this bollocks. It's like, fuck off. Like some of the systems are different, okay, where they are a lot more brutal and serious. There's loads and loads of d systems out there. You know, me and Tom have played quite a few of them. And York's quest was this one where we kind of the idea we had was this Left for Dead safe for room mechanic, right? So if your character was stupid or unlucky or um naive or got left behind or sacrifice, you decided to sacrifice yourself or do something heroic sometimes you know that because in the zombie world it kind of it felt like you could meet up with news new new people along the way and they would be at a disadvantage because they wouldn't have had the experience that your guy did maybe they wouldn't have had the levels maybe they wouldn't have had the story as well and the the experience is like oh yeah okay you did survive the bear attack so you know now you're you're super wounded and stuff but and gross but you know that maybe that opens up other options as a result you know maybe people will take pity with you and let you in or you know whatever like there's it feels like it feels like having a character to start with, but then having that grow and then being sad when they die, but also excited to pick up a new RP role quickly. Um, So,
1: well, we, we could, I think maybe some kind of a post-apocalyptic thing, but that maybe doesn't just have fucking zombies. Uh, because no, don't way we won't do zombies again, and we'll never do zombies okay. again. I mean, so when we do your Quest, it'll be it'll be a different yeah.
0: setting. Zombies pretty played. I think even post-apocalypse is pretty played out. But I, I, the thing I like about post-apocalypse is that if all you have is a wasteland of something that once was, a, like you know, a thriving normal place or whatever, um, there's lots of different stories you could have there sort of thing well, and you're not just a space you're not one? constantly running away from hordes of zombies necessarily yeah. you know but what about you, like, you a, just... like
1: there was a there was a game system called traveler which they then made into like uh kind of like there was a a, a sort of later version of traveler which is really good but mark will know about it but it, i think if we were the, the crew of a ship that would be kind of cool not in a star trek sense but in the the, the traveler universe is kind of there's multiple major powers and you're just like a trader or, like a mercenaries, or you know, you just go around doing yeah. jobs. So, it's like being elite. Like, in, the, it's like the we game did, elite. We did that.
0: We did a similar one to that. The one before was it the one before last year? I remember year? you, you guys were dressed up was as space, space. people. Yeah. 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 The space one. But yeah, I it know. Was it, was like, a, it if was it has. a cool had idea. Yeah, if need, it had you know, maybe a bit more, you need another to it.
1: person. Bingo! You bump into an escape pod, or you land on a planet, and there's a a, a nobleman there fleeing persecution or something. You know, you, you could chuck it into it. Like we did the Star Wars one, and I felt like if a character had been killed, we could find another character and it would fit in with the the story. But it's it's the challenge of role playing games is you know you want to play. You've built up a character to level ten. You don't want to just be given a level ten character because it doesn't. You don't feel like you've grown that person to that level. No, yeah, and uh, yeah, it is tricky. I think the difficulty
2: that I have is that when I want to make videos uh, for um, on D&D and things like this, I want to have it be uh, 20 minute videos, right? I don't want to have it be a a four hour live stream every week, you know, because I think that's, I mean, that's, that's what the D&D pace is pretty slow because of the, the nature of the dice rolling and the mechanics and all that stuff. But I think as you get more adept at it, more comfortable with it, you get better. And I think that... With with practice comes a bit of expertise. Um, I guess I don't I don't want to stifle the kind of energy and creativity. So the, the, with and, with and the,
1: rulesiness, yeah.
2: And and I don't know. I don't want it. I don't want. It, oh yeah, it's a balance. And we're working on figuring out what 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 the best way to do it is. And there's a reason we haven't done a Yorks Fest for a while. It's because we're sort of trying to figure out how we want to a good do it in system future. for it. yeah. But it is a fucking amazing experience to like just just It take is on, very um, fun to do take on, like, a, a, a skin of, of someone someone else and, and play a, an exciting and dynamic and good story with actual real f- fear. Like, if you if you actually are attached to this character and you actually are feared of them, I think that, that a lot of the time people in D&D are just are reckless. They run around, they shoot everyone, they don't have any... They, they're like a psychopath. Yeah. They don't have any feelings that there's going to be consequences because it doesn't, you know... I think I think that's what I want to try and avoid in future a little bit. Because I don't think you need to be, uh, you know, a jester in these games. You don't need to just kind of just be this ca- just chaotic psycho. All right, all right. Okay, point yeah. taken. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Jeez. You
2: can be like a, a mong man or a fatty or whatever you yeah, want. a
0: feeder. Yeah. I'm going to Life. be a feeder next time. It's going to be great. I can be the chubby
1: uh, if you want to be my feeder.
0: Any day. Is that what you're they going to be. Bournemouth for? One night sold out. Pirion <laughs> Flanks so
1: on stage. Oh Pirion eats Getting Bournemouth. going to Bournemouth <laughs> to eat it everything. Just bring me your food. A queue of people are what do you- offering me foods. KFC, master. A hot dog with relish Oh yeah, Feed me. <laughs> I need somebody to file down my bed
0: sores. Come on. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. And on that bombshell,
0: let's get to the
1: questions. We got any questions? Yeah, let's get the questions. I've got
0: got one longish question. It's not really a long question itself, but the answers might be long. And then followed up by a really short one. All right. So first one is from a guy named Andrew Markham. He asks, what type of prison inmate would each of you be? So... I, when I read that, I instantly thought of Andy Dufresne because he's like, you know, the role model prisoner that everybody thinks that they would be like, right, you know, yeah. go in there, carve out chess pieces, um, you know, try to, to convince people that you were innocent yeah. and then escape out of a shit pipe. He was convicted Why of the murder
1: him? of his wife, wrongly convicted of the uh, murder of
0: his wife. Yeah. He he's wrongly convicted, even though he, because she was having an affair, right? And, um... He, he killed her or no, no. He, allegedly he went, killed her? Yeah, but. He,
1: he, he went there to... He had a gun. He had something to drink. He went to confront them. And the, the, the yeah. lawyer says, like... And uh, she was dead. What were you hoping to do? He goes, I don't know. Just scare them, maybe. And then he changed his mind, drove home and went to sleep. And the wake ups, wakes up the next morning, of course, his wife and her lover were killed. And then he's wrongly uh, convicted of it and sent down. The thing about right. Andy Dufresne is, is that he doesn't change... When he's in prison, like prison to him is not a transformative experience. He's the same when he goes in, and he's the same when he comes out. He he, you know, he never lets it break him. And I think that's the message of the movie: is that you go into prison, and if you're Andy Dufresne about it, you never change. You make you let on that you've been changed, but you've never you never change because he always had this hope. Because remember, they said to him at the start one of the things that Red says to him is. Don't trust a hope in here, Andy. Dangerous thing to do. Don't trust, you know. (laughs) And it's like, he just goes, uh, oh, geez, Red, uh, you know, maybe I could uh, tunnel out of here, buddy. Wink, wink, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, Andy. Tunnel, what? So, you know, he's he's always had that hope because he's always been working towards getting free. So I think that that's the thing about it. the, the perfect prisoner. I would be the prisoner who would go in there and kill themselves because I would be so miserable it is it is my greatest fear in life being locked up especially wrongfully the idea of being yeah. sent down no hope that's it I'm stuck forever I would probably be one of the guys that hangs himself with a sock in his uh in his cell I just I couldn't handle it I could not handle it i
0: I mean I like to think that I would be the guy who went in there who had like a barcode tattoo like mysteriously on his forehead and nobody <laughs> knew who he was and then I was just you know controlled the prison and through fear and nobody would fuck with me sort of thing but i think it's probably pretty likely that i would either end up killing myself yeah. or uh i would just be so fucking um traumatized by the whole thing that i just wouldn't be the same person at all yeah. I'd just be like a yeah. slobbering mess awful. in the
1: corner sort of thing yeah like, I, be I think bad. the idea of being treated like less than a human being uh especially especially if you were in there and you 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 weren't given time to reflect on your deeds because you had done no deeds you just shouldn't have even been there and there are people who've spent like 20 30 years in prison for something they didn't do and i think that that is the greatest torture that you can inflict on someone is locking them up taking away their life like that's the thing every every five years that goes by i'm thinking what all those things i've missed everything i could have done like I think yeah.
2: we are very Americanized in this country and this culture by by what we see on TV. We have this idea that going to prison will be like an American prison, okay? I don't think it'll be like... I think it'll be like Porridge. You, do you ever watch Porridge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yes. very British, right? Yeah, it's very British, yeah. You know, yeah. kind of run down, slightly, you know, <laughs> the prison really is like damp some, looking. Old, yeah. some old damp castle with like cobblestone walls, you know, like a yeah. fucking iron gate and like... You know, a big old fucking key, and the yeah. warden, the warden and the jailers are all in like smart uniforms with hats on. You know, and I don't know. I feel like I feel like a British prison would be is a little bit different to, to but I'm sure it'd still be overcrowded and gross, and they'll be like. But I, I guess everyone will have English accents in there. You know, all the all the other criminals from other countries will be extradited. Yeah. You know, it will be it'll be a bunch of fucking. Brits in there, and you know, I'm sure they they're all gonna like watch the football, and you know, I think it's not gonna be what we think, you know, what we think about it from a, from American TV. Not that I don't, not that I know, you know, or want to find out either. I think I'd probably be a a, a fucking piece of meat in there. God, I'd probably a fucking they'd just snap me. But you know, sexuality is pretty fluid. I could probably get used to it. I get, yeah. to get into like the mole man group and the like chuggy <laughs> groups and yeah, I like, kind of sure. figure out, carve out my niche. Yeah. And eventually the mole men will tunnel there out to dig, dig the hole out of there. The thing is though, is prison
0: is fucking hardcore, man. Like the thing is, if you're going to go to prison, okay, I think that if you're doing something and you're not in prison, but it's something that could get you in prison make sure that whatever you're doing um hooks you up big time gives you lots of connects inside prison because <laughs> inevitably when you go to prison you're gonna Networking. be fucked if you don't yeah you like it like omar in the wire when he goes in he's got two fucking
1: old school homies yeah. who like
0: you know watch his back give him the phone book so that he doesn't get stabbed God, that's and such stuff. a great
1: scene when they come in and he's it like preparing really to fight and they're like Butchie sent us. And he's like, oh, shit. And they pack him up with the phone books. They give him a little plastic knife that he cuts yeah. that guy's balls off with. Fucking
0: duct tape that shit to him and everything. And it's just like, oh, man, that's what you want. That's what you want to get. You want to go into jail and you want to have something like that waiting for you. Like the guys that you know are going to have your back. If you're going into jail for something really dumb and you don't have any connects in jail and stuff, you're fucked, yeah. basically. You're, you're, you are literally going to get fucked. And probably just have a miserable fucking time as well. You know what? You're just uh, going to turn into somebody's fucking meat. Well, y- and yeah, you,
1: you say that. Like, it's going to be awful. I was, I was at university with a guy. He, he When we got there, the day that we moved in, we so I was like uh, 19, and he uh, was 40. And he'd come that day from prison. Like he'd been released that day and he'd managed to get released so he could go to university and sort of turn his life around and stuff. And he'd yeah. he been inside for armed robbery, he'd robbed the post office, um, he'd robbed multiple post offices before they finally caught him. And we were always asking him, like, what was it like in prison? He said, I mean, this would have been in the, the 80s and the 90s, and he said, um, it wasn't really what you think at all. It was just mainly fighting, like a lot of people fighting, because they're bored, and they hate the guards, and they're miserable, and the food is bad, and it's, it's a depressing environment. And it's kind of hopeless and it's a lot of fighting. And so he fought constantly. And he said, if you're not prepared to fight all the time, you're just going to get the shit kicked out of you. You're like none of the rape stuff. Like he said, he hardly saw any of that at all. And, and to, to, to his knowledge, like it didn't, it didn't happen apart from, he said one guy. But the thing is, once you're known as being that kind of person, who's like raping in other inmates, unless you're part of some kind of gang that all do it, you're, you're like, you're not cool with the rest of the prisoners. Cause they you know, they, they don't want that kind of thing happening for obvious reasons. Yeah. So it's not something that happens as widely as people make out. I think it's obviously a scary thing. And the, the idea of it is what puts people off prison in a lot of way, I think. But he said the main thing was he just fought constantly and he was hard as fuck. Like he would fight the guards all the time just for something to do. And they'd beat the shit out of him and he'd fight them back. And that was it. Like he, he it sounded it just, it's just rough. It's really yeah. fucking rough. And I am a complete softie. Like the idea of going to yeah, prison, I'm a I'm to a total fight. pussy. And they do things like jugging. I, I read a book called A Life Inside. And one of the things they do is like when they're making their tea, they'll get a pot of jo- boiling water and just pour that jug of boiling water over someone if they're like pissed off with them. But it, <laughs> oh my God. But it could be something as simple as you sat in the wrong seat. Like it, if there's a, you know, when you watch TV, everybody's got their agreed seats, but they don't just go up and say, oh, I'm sorry, that's my seat. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll move. They just go and jug you because that way the message has been sent. If you go up and say, excuse yeah. me, that's my seat. And they say, fuck off. You've then got to fight them there and then. you take, you got to jug cut them back. out the middleman. you got to counter-jug them. You, do, jug do, jug counter you jug just jug go, bam, it. jugged. That's my jug fucking too. seat.
0: Jug too. Jug harder. Yeah, exactly. I jugged, you
1: fool. Get yeah, jugged. I'm having trouble carrying
0: this 16-gallon <laughs> jug of boiling water, but I'm going to jug you, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna jug the fuck out of you.
0: <laughs> yeah, we joke about it. But, you know, one day when we're all in jail, because let's face it, we've all done shit. Um, that we're not <laughs> at liberty to speak about on here you know we're not going be to be used as
2: evidence we're not going to be
0: laughing. Let's put uh, it that Mr.
2: Lovett, so when you said you'd done shit, what was that actually referring to?
0: <laughs> we would uh, like to present evidence that Mr. Lovett did indeed jug his lawyer. Uh, <laughs> 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 Therefore, we motion he remain in prison for the rest of his
2: able life. Please. This is a second-degree jugging offense. We got a jugger. <laughs> we got, a, we,
0: got, we got, a got reports of a jugger. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 4 one jugging name. in progress.
1: You could be like Superman's oh, arch nemesis. Bring raincoats. Repeat. Bring raincoats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god! Um, we, got yeah. in itself, Buck, too. we got a jugging in cell Buck We got a jugging going on. So, Please send it dogs. Lewis would uh.
0: be fluid with his sexuality. Yep. Uh, I would be crying a lot and Perian would kill himself. No, I'm... a fucking horrible I'm question.
2: Jogging. I'm
1: jugging. I'm yeah. jugging people. That's it. Day they yeah. one. The, They're yeah. like, oh, hi, work for the prince. I'm like, jugs, bitch! Just jugging people. <laughs> I really mean, enjoyed watching
2: uh, Orange is the New Black. I don't know how realistic that Ho- is, but I enjoyed watching unrealistic,
1: it. I think. But it's yeah. a good show. I like it. But. It's a good yeah, show, I mean, but yeah, it's
0: probably not super realistic. You know what I would love to do? I would love to somehow be close with the guards where i could like make a scenario where i was walking down the entire cell block in the middle of the night whistling like omar used to do like in the streets sort of thing and then everybody'd be like oh shit the jugger's coming and i would just pick someone jugger's coming motherfuckers just jug someone randomly like that would be fucking sweet but i would never be that inmate
2: it's like it's like a jug like running along the bars, <laughs> so, everyone like, if if like chucks their cigarettes <laughs> out into <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> they can just hear it, hear <laughs> a, a distant kettle boiling somewhere. <laughs> you just hear like a couple of little splishes He's boiling. and splashes. He's gonna boil a kettle. He's gonna jug something! <laughs> 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 yeah, that'd
0: be fucking great. Oh, um, how how are oh. we laughing
1: about people getting covered in a jug of boiling water? Like, unbelievable. Oh, what scumbags? Know.
0: Next, um, so listen. Our, our our last question uh, before we wrap up is from Jonathan DeRitter, Um And he says, when are you guys going to do a Hearts of Iron game and with who? And we can say to you right now, Jonathan DeRidder, we've done one, the, the three of us, and it'll be on Team Double Dragon at some point soon, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it might
2: be out already. We'll find yeah. out. And I'm we're planning and on doing another
0: one as well. So if that one isn't enough for you, Jonathan DeRitter there's a whammy coming at some
2: point yeah but i might try and i might try and get other people involved or do it for like civ channel something like that so it'd be fun to get it get, yeah. a, get a slightly different game to the first one we did yeah, yeah. So, so maybe maybe a competitive one actually might, and that might stolaris be is on
0: the card somehow as well too at some point possibly so that'll be fun yeah yeah okay. eventually maybe all right well um thanks for listening and um you know stay stay, stay strong folks and Frosty and Fight stuff the power. And, Peace. Talk yourselves and bye.